Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. But, you know, Andrew, we we really have to get people vaccinated. I mean, I understand and we all understand how people do not like to be told what to do. They want to make their own choice and their own free will. I get that and I respect that. But these are unusual times. For that alone, I would throw the man out of his office, possibly into oncoming traffic. That's how frustrating it is to hear someone say, yeah, the Constitution, but. that My immediate reaction is one of absolute disgust. I'm not going to throw the man into traffic. I'm going to definitely throw him onto the sidewalk, though. It's a firing offense. Anybody who thinks otherwise, I, I defy you to explain to me how this is rational. 833-GOT-TONY. Welcome, everybody. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. How is this an acceptable statement in America? How people do not like to be told what to do. They want to make their own choice and their own free will. I get that, and I respect that. But these are unusual times. And you can't think only of yourself and your own personal opinion, but you've got to think about your communal responsibility. I believe my community responsibility is to throw you out onto the street and keep other people from throwing you out into the traffic. That's my community responsibility. If you want to know what elitism is, there you are. These people are awful. No, no, no. I want someone to defend him. I am begging. Someone out there thinks that he's right, that during a pandemic, the Constitution should be suspended and you don't have rights and you're only just a selfish bastard for thinking of yourself. Uh, Go on. I want you to take his side. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is, that is evil right there. Not a good guy, not a decent guy. Man, I've got more of Fauci I'll share with you later. But not a good guy, not a decent guy. Awful, terrible, despicable. Do I, do I let him finish? Do I, do I finish it? Because there's more, and I'm like, uh, it's already. I'm already, we already just started the show, and it's already like, gosh, I feel that. Do you feel that? It's like the, it's like the overwhelming need for bourbon. Right, because he, he leads people to needing to find a way to relax. And always remember, in moderation and responsibly. All right, I'll let him finish. To get yourself and your family and indirectly then the community protected. So I would prefer, and we all would prefer, that people would be voluntarily getting vaccinated. But if they're not going to do that, sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular, but that clearly supersede individual choices. He is such a low-rent son of a you-know-what. I mean, he's just, he's just awful. He is as much of a dictator desirer. I mean, that's what he is. Yeah, you may want to do this, but we know better, so you have to do that. I'm not even anti-vax. This is crazy. These people who believe they should be able to tell you what to do need to be told to go to hell. 
It's the only rational course. The only one. And this isn't even the craziest thing of the day, but it is disgusting. As you may have already heard, Joe Biden being thwarted by the U.S. Senate in a mission led by Senator Mike Braun of Indiana, the Senate voting 52 to 48 to repeal Joe Biden's federal vaccine mandate on businesses. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> You're gonna need congressional approval and you don't have the votes. No, he doesn't. Because nobody thinks that mandates are a good idea. The backlash has been extreme. I don't know if businesses will learn from it. Mandates aren't the way you get things done. And you would think that COVID is still the only story, the top story in America. It's not. The story in both of these things is whether or not you believe you have rights. And what is it that you're willing to do to ensure them? What fight will you engage? And I don't mean it physically. I am talking about what will you stand up for? Or what will you stand against? That's the question. That's where we're at. Here you have the President of the United States and supposedly the top doc we're all supposed to have faith in. One who believes, and uh, he didn't believe this when he was a candidate, but he believes it now, which makes me believe he lied as a candidate, that he can't convince you So therefore, he has to force you on vaccines. Remember, these people, they were not going to do this. They they absolutely oppose the idea of vaccine mandates. The other believes that in a moment of crisis, you should trust him and not the Constitution that has led the nation and guided the nation for over 200 years. That... I mean, Fauci's hubris is greater than than Biden's. But part of what we've been seeing and what the courts have done is stand up and say, yeah, you don't have that authority, which, of course, has sent the left into these apoplectic fits because, of course, they believe they have the authority. If you listen to Fauci carefully, you get the understanding clear that he believes that he is the authority. He believes he is the authority. Not the Constitution. Not your elected officials as elected via the Constitution. Him, an unelected bureaucrat who's been making $400,000 a year for Lord knows how long and never once did anybody say, shouldn't we fire this guy? He's the Jerry Lewis of the MDA telethon. You know the story of Jerry Lewis, right? The, 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 the famous comic, right? Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis. And he took on in the early days being the MC of the MDA, the Muscular Dystrophy Association Telethon. That was a big deal. And all the stars came out for the telethon. And all his friends, and there's Dino. Well, well Dino was a, was a weird one. But there's Frank, and there's this one, and there's that one. Oh, and everybody loves you, Jerry. We love the work that you do, Jerry. You do great work, Jerry. Well, There came a moment where Jerry Lewis 
long in the tooth. You didn't need Jerry Lewis. But Jerry Lewis wouldn't give up being the guy on the telethon because he thought he was the telethon. He thought he was the guy. They weren't coming to support MDA. They were coming to support him. Maybe they would have liked to switch to like a Jerry Seinfeld or something like that. Somebody younger and hipper and could get more people interested at that moment. That's the way it goes. No one questioned whether or not they should get rid of Fauci for somebody who might, you know, be a little more adept at not being a egomaniacal jerk face. They never did. Instead, they elect Biden and we get Ron Klain as chief of staff. Hi, I'm Ron Klain, White House Chief of Staff. There's a lot of talk about how the economy's doing. Here are a few key facts that show the economy is growing and recovering under President Biden. Last week, the government reported that the unemployment rate's down to 4.2%. That's three years faster than experts predicted it would happen before we passed the rescue plan back in March. You're telling me that from March to now, you saved America? That's, that's your argument? That the unemployment rate is down and that's all because of the American Rescue Plan? Are, 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 are you crazed? The answer is yes. It doesn't matter. Lie, lie, lie. Lie, lie, lie. That's, that's what they do. How about the fact that businesses have gotten back open and therefore people are able to go back to work, so therefore the unemployment rate is down? It's our plan that did it. No, it's letting people get back to work that did it. And I don't mind a low unemployment number. Although the jobs numbers today are are, are pretty interesting. Jobless claims are at their lowest in more than 50 years. And at the same time, inflation is now affecting clothing. Back to Ron Klain. How many jobs? We've created 6 million jobs this year. That's more than any president in history. You didn't create any jobs. You didn't create any jobs. This is, what kind of lying is this to the American people? Again, going back to the first part, you let people go back to work. And I know, I am fully aware I'm not telling you anything you don't know, guys. I understand that you get it. But now you understand how much these people lie to America. Joe Biden hasn't created a job. Has not created a job, and we should be clear, government never creates jobs. Government creates conditions for the private sector, and the private sector creates jobs. Government only creates work. But six million jobs is a total lie, and Ron Klain is lying to you. But what does Ron Klain care? Look at what I've done. Look at how important it is. And notice Ron Klain is doing this because clearly Biden sharing it, nobody believes. Maybe they'll believe this guy has created in his first year in office. One reason we've created so many jobs, last year at this time, no Americans were fully vaccinated. Today, over 70% of all adults in this country are fully vaccinated. A year ago, the vaccine wasn't out. It was ju- I was, Actually, I take that back. So December, it was just out. You know the vaccine that you on the left all said Trump couldn't get done? The vaccine you all said that you wouldn't take because Trump was going to get people killed? The vaccine you all said was cutting corners. You know what we said on this show? You know what we said, Producer Ari, on this show? How did we answer that? Do you remember? Do you remember, Producer Ari? I don't remember the exact terminology. I said, do you really believe that Pfizer and Moderna 
are going to give up their entire lives to make Trump happy? That's not happening. There's no chance of that. If they tell you they've got a vaccine, they actually feel they've got something. That's what I said. They're going to sacrifice the entire company's future to make Trump happy? Not a chance. Exactly what I said. And then he Trump started the rollout, and then Biden continued the rollout. And respect where uh, you know credit where it's due. Uh, the rollout went pretty well. You're taking credit for it. These people are so hateful. And if seventy percent of adults are fully vaccinated, can I ask uh, why this insanity about mandates? Just keep doing what you're doing. You get to seventy-five. You get to eighty. You get to eighty-five, and that's where it's going to peter out. You've got everybody vaccinated who's willfully doing it. And then, of course, you engage in force with others because you're loving, caring, kind people. And everybody else is going to be slowly but surely, bit by bit and drip by drip. Getting America vaccinated is getting America back to work. A year ago, there were over 21 million people on unemployment. Today, that number's down to just over 2 million. Amazing progress in a year. And the recovery goes beyond jobs. Look at this chart on retail sales, up $90 billion since last year. That's... It's so ugly. This propaganda nightmare. I want to be clear, Trump never did this. You know what Trump tried to tell me? The largest inauguration in history. That's what Trump tried to tell me. But this isn't propaganda. This is insane. Why are they selling it so hard? Why are they selling so hard the idea that Biden is doing so many great things? Why don't they have people believing it? Why can't they just tell people that the vaccine works and utilize science as a way of convincing people, of persuading people? Why does it have to be force? Why does it have to be lies? This is the part that gives me hope. This is the part that heartens me. It's because you and I understand that they are lying. And they don't have to. You and I understand about vaccines and we either accept its value or sometimes decide not a value or, or you know, we, we still aren't sure. And we want to share the conversations amongst ourselves and either we're going to reinforce a point of view or we're going to change a point of view, right? Because one of two things is going to happen. But not with anger and not with, with uh, you know, a cattle prod, but with conversation, get to places. That's what we want, we want science, we want data, we want open conversation, we want pros and cons, and there it is. Americans also like options. So why can't you talk to them about monoclonal antibodies? What's so wrong with ivermectin? It's not for horses. There is a livestock version, but it's for people. You'd have to be Jimmy Kimmel stupid to think that it's just for horses. No, no, not Jimmy Kimmel stupid, just a Jimmy Kimmel liar. A liar like Joy Behar on The View. That kind of liar. 
But we don't think we should be lied to, and we don't think we should lie to each other. We should ask ourselves what these things do and hear from people, engage in honest conversation, and then persuasion can take place. And someone's going to do this, and someone's going to do that, and someone's going to do the other. We're glad people are back at work, but don't tell us that you created new jobs. Stop insulting us. And stop being the people who think you can tell us, I know you, you like your free will and stuff like that, but you know, uh, the Constitution doesn't matter because I have spoken. Their own choice and their own free will. I get that and I respect that. But these are unusual times. And you can't think only of yourself and your own personal opinion, but you've got to think about your communal responsibility. The communal responsibility is to ensure that the Constitution remains, free speech remains, and open debate remains. I'm doing my part, which is a hell of a lot more than I can say for you, Dr. Fauci, or you, Ron Klain. I'm Tony Katz. So over there in New York, in front of the Fox Studios, they are rebuilding the Christmas tree. The one that was set on fire. The guy who set it on fire, who claims I didn't do it, no bail. He's got a rap sheet. Still, they set him free. There you go. Bye-bye. Enjoy your other fires. Very strange stuff. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Still, though, the, the people who were cheering cheering uh, this this act of arson man when i talk about the, these people who who live in the place of, of anger live in the place of hate i'm, I'm going to dig into more of it i mean it's gosh i don't want to live that way i mean that's the reason i do less social media although lately i've done a little bit of commenting and sharing and it's I mean, for for me, it's blown up. I've never been a big social media guy. I, I people have far larger social media followings than me, and, I, and people still fall into the same old trap that a large social media following means something. I, I, do you need five million people, or do you need five of the right people? Which which one do you need? Are are the people with you? Or are are they are they like like moved and motivated? Or if you you suggest something, will they will they look into it? Or are they you know, are they rabid fans like that? Or are they just there? I don't know. I, I've, I've never quite understood. I've certainly never cracked the code on, on the social side. Radio, I've cracked the code. You and me, were in this together. Laughing about arson, that, that ain't you and me. And that's why we're together. I'm Tony Katz. In Michigan, not wrong state, Massachusetts, started with an M, there was a vowel, I think I should get credit. There is a U.S. attorney. Her name is Rachel Rollins. She has been confirmed just recently as a U.S. attorney. And she was caught on video. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. number, happy to talk to you. She was getting, I guess, to her house. And there was a news crew there. 
And it starts off as what you would consider to be, I guess, uh, a, a mom angry that there's a news crew uh, at, at, her, at her home. Oh, God. My kids are inside. Can we speak to you for one second, Ms. Rollins? You're in front of my house we, with my we, children? We literally just pulled up here. Yeah, but how do you know where I live? Oh, it's public record, ma'am. Right, okay. That's unbelievable. We're not stalking you at all. We're yeah, not, but not. my kids are inside. Oh, we never even knocked the door. We were just parking here trying to figure out where we were going, and someone said we saw you here. So. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Just happened to see you here. Yeah. We did. No, we did. I, I'm going to please make sure that you're in front of my house with my children inside. Okay. Now, they haven't done anything wrong. This is a news crew that's there wanting to ask her questions. They didn't go inside. They didn't knock on the door. They just happened to be outside. Somebody said, oh, there's the, the new U.S. attorney. And so they wanted to ask some questions of Rachel Rollins. She's bothered that they're at the house. Were they bothering her kids, etc.? You can almost go along with that and accept that and be like, okay. No one's trying to de-escalate here except the, the other female voice you hear, which is the producer. Rachel Rollins is the other voice you hear, and she's trying to escalate. And escalate she does. And you're going to put this on oh, here. This is your husband, yeah, sorry. so as a black woman, in this moment, in this country, you're going to put my house on the screen? What does it matter that she's black? Why did she bring up race? Is it because it's a good tool to use to attack people? Because it sounds like it's a good tool used to attack people. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you just say that as a way of attacking people, assuming every motive is bigoted, or, or worse, you assume because of the color of your skin, reporters aren't allowed to do their job. This goes back to Charlemagne the God, radio host out of New York, who's doing the interview with Joe Biden where Joe Biden famously said, if you can't tell if you're going to vote for me or, or, or Trump, then you ain't black. The part of that interview I think people missed was when Biden was trying to end the interview. And Charlemagne the God said, you can't do that to a black man. Why not? Why can't, people can end, end interviews with me. Why can't they end an interview with you? Who the hell are you? The color of your skin means I can't end an interview? What kind of craziness is this? Because you're black, they, 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 can't, they can't ask you questions? Does this seem like a rational response to you? Put this on oh, here. This husband, yeah, sorry. so as a black woman, in this moment, in this country, you're going to put my house on the screen? This is the country that just said, hey, you're the new U.S. attorney. What are you talking about, black woman, in this moment, in this country? It's this moment in this country, you just got to be a U.S. attorney. What a racist hellscape America is. The black woman becomes a U.S. attorney and still somehow there's a problem? Come on. We all see it for what it is. Race baiting garbage that should get you fired. And for the record, uh, uh, she's not done. 
No, 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 ma'am. We're just here approaching you to ask you a question. Get away from my family. Speak to me at my job. If I get hurt or harmed because of this, you are on the record for that. Or my kids are, are killed. Listen. Who do you think you are? Get this is private property. Okay, get out of here. Get out. And you know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation okay. and we'll see how that works okay. with you. Absolutely. So the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children. No, 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 get no. off of our private property. She has no proof that her children were in any way spoken to at all. And why is it the rantings of a white woman? Why is everything race with her? Why did anybody think she could be a US attorney? If I am ever in court in Massachusetts where the U.S. attorney, Rachel Rollins, is coming after me, I'm playing this video on a loop. I'm going to pay to have monitors placed outside the courthouse, and this is going to play on a loop for the nation to see. Nobody was talking about race. She made it racial. And I have to to say, if you want to know why I, uh, maybe I I should say it differently. Uh, I, when I hear people scream racism, I I, I ignore it. When I see people scream bigotry, I, I ignore it. Because of women like Rachel Rollins. Rachel Rollins is the reason people don't listen anymore. They don't take it seriously. They make the assumption that you are just in a a hateful game of trying to destroy. Remember, this reporter and this team didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. You can like that they weren't at her house, but they, they didn't attack anybody or hurt anybody. Rachel Rollins did everything wrong. It's like when you're talking about your kid's school and and you're worried about what's going on in the school board and someone calls you a racist. That happens all the time. Public schools and private schools, oh, you you don't want to teach critical race theory. I didn't know you were one of them. There's no name you can't call those people that you wouldn't be right to call them. But you just got to stop being friends with those people. You got to say, oh, gosh, I didn't realize you were a bigot. You got to go. You know, 20 years of friendship, but whatever. If you're going to sit there and say I'm a racist for being bothered by critical race theory, I now know who the bigot is. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Not bothered. Can't be worried about it. They throw out the racism conversation to try and silence. We've now come back to a, a full conversation about political correctness. That is what it is that we're addressing here. Political correctness, going back in the day, existed for one purpose, and political correctness exists to keep the other person from speaking. Can't use this word, can't use that word, can't say this, can't say that. Eventually, you don't know how to engage a conversation, so you don't, and they win. So they call you racist every four seconds, So you won't say anything because you don't want to be racist, and then they win. The fact that they're wrong doesn't matter. You were more worried about being called a racist. Me, I don't give a good holy damn what they call me. How could I? At this stage of the game, guys, in this business, you can't worry. You can't get upset. Now, that isn't to say that there can't be things that are indeed upsetting. You try your best not to get upset. I would say that's probably a a better way to go about it.
you try your best not to, but it, it, it happens. And you hear things like this. Killed? Listen. Who do you think you are? Get, this is private property, okay, get out of here. Get out. And you know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation, okay. and we'll see how that works okay. with you. Absolutely. So the rantings of a white woman, get you here and scare my children? No, no, no. Get no. off of our private property. Something else uh, that we notice in there, is she threatening the producer? Is the U.S. attorney threatening, I'll make an allegation? What's your allegation? Somebody was in your parking lot? Because it's not like it's a private drive. It's like a parking lot. There are cars parked everywhere. What's the allegation? What, are you going to Jesse Smollett the thing? <laughs> what, what, what are you going to say? This is this should be one of those uh, stories that goes around and around and around. Because here's a great example of someone who has absolutely no business whatsoever being in charge. This is not somebody who's interested in free minds and free thoughts. This is somebody who, the first time she's confronted, screams racism, screams bigotry. That that it's not true is completely inconsequential. That's not the part that matters to her. It's just... It just doesn't. Now, there's some other news going around, and I, I saw, Producer Ari, you sent this to me. I saw this earlier. Letitia James in New York not running for governor. She's going to run for re-election as attorney general. And I haven't figured out who she's clearing the way for because somebody got to her. Letitia James, the attorney general, has been going after Trump and, of course, uh, led the charge after after Andrew Cuomo. She announced that she was running, and then Cuomo resigned, and here comes Kathy Hochul as lieutenant governor being governor, and now Letitia James is going to focus on her current position. It does come after reports that her office was going to question former President Trump in a civil fraud investigation. Uh, Maybe she thinks it's more high profile. It'll be more high profile to be the AG than to be uh, the, the, the governor. And why does she have to go against another woman? It's very, very interesting. This is going to change that dynamic quite a bit. Now, as for the Trump stuff, I can't tell you what's legit and what's not. What I can tell you, it is so obvious and so clear so obvious and so completely clear that the the attacks on Trump are it, it, it built in that same hate-based kind of view. They're not serious. They're not legitimate. They're not. It is just, hey, how much can we further destroy this guy? Which always signals to the rest of us, my gosh, Trump is stronger than we think. Trump is more powerful than we think. Trump, seriously, how much are they worried about this dude? Maybe they understand that those 80 million votes he got were pretty impressive. And it's possible there, there could be more. 
Now, there's another story uh, that's going to Michigan where you have that school shooting that took place, four dead, uh, the, the student arrested, the parents of the student arrested, and they seem like real jerks. The parents hired themselves a lawyer, but the kid's getting a public defender. I don't know if you heard that one. They knew the kid was a problem. They were in school for a school meeting. They wouldn't take him out of school. They're like, eh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. There's a lot here. There's a lot to it. And now it's being reported that this kid, whose name I won't use, was making threats on social media days before he murdered four kids. There are plaintiffs suing the school district on behalf of their daughters, who are 12th and 9th grade students, one of whom was shot in the neck, and the other one who escaped uh, without injury. And they're saying that social media had uh, statements saying, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. See you tomorrow, Oxford. It is so imperative. And I have this conversation with my kids all the time. There, there, there is on this subject no such thing as snitching. There is no such thing as snitching on this subject. Some kid is talking about shooting up the school. You got to tell us. You got to tell a teacher. You got you to tell them. Show them where you found it, where you heard it. You have to tell them. I don't know if you're having this conversation with your kid or not. Look, look, I, you, you want to talk about, you know, uh, uh, certain levels of code and not being a snitch. I'm there for you. I, I am a believer in a lot of those things. In your school, what are we, nuts? Someone's talking about shooting up the school, you don't say anything, you're out of your head. You got to say something. And you got to encourage your kids to say something. You got to encourage them to speak out. Oh, and don't joke about these things. Don't ever joke about them. I was once in an airport and my youngest tried to make a joke about a bomb. It was a kid. A kid. And I forget what I forget what it even was. But I can remember getting down on one knee without and without the screaming. Yeah, you can't do that. People take you seriously and things will become very bad. You can't make jokes like that. Doesn't have to be screaming, doesn't have to be yelling. It's, you know, I'm not saying I haven't I haven't yelled. I'm I'm, I'm a parent and I'm a, I'm a human being and it has happened. It has gone down. You just got to say it. And then you got to encourage them. If they're hearing something like that, they got to, man, they got to share it. They have to. How many people knew about these statements and did nothing? I'm not saying they're guilty. I am saying that sometimes if you know, you have a fighting chance. There's no way to know how it would break out because you don't have, you know, the two timelines. You can compare them. But the story out of Michigan becomes more and more awful every single day when you realize the number of places this could have been stopped. I'm Tony Katz. I think it's time to let go. Starbucks is going union, or at least in Buffalo. But Starbucks went to the National Labor Relations Board and said, uh, um, uh, you can't let them unionize. And the NLRB was like, whatever. 
hey, I'm not somebody who wanted the National Labor Relations Board. I, I think it's an awful organization, an awful agency. What happens when they do? What happens if they vote to unionize? If so, how are you ever going to afford a cup of coffee there again? How? Can't wait to see what happens. There are three locations in Buffalo where this is going to go forward. You're going to have these votes. Starbucks Workers United. Okay. Can't wait. Cannot wait. I'm going to increase in prices. Will the uh, service go down? Now, I'm very rarely in a Starbucks. I really believe in coffee being something local. And of course, you know, I've, I've talked about doing something with coffee. I'm not done. 2022 is the year for that. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. I've got more, including gun makers not responsible. I've got that story coming up. This is Tony Katz today.